How Dance Dance Revolution lived and died on home consoles. How classical music actually fits the Marioverse. And how to think of rhythm games as timing based games if you're not so musically inclined. I'm the Well Read Mage, and this is MageCast. As proof positive that we'll talk about anything on this show, we're cavorting our way through a conversation on the Super Mario game you've probably never played. Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix from the Nintendo GameCube. This episode highlights not just one, but actually two DDR Mario Mix experts. Yes, more than one exists. And they are Yemi the Ferret, streamer and host of the podcasts Ferret64, Film Freaks, and Fubar Ferret, as well as Ryan Craig, aka Mathman1024, math instructor and podcaster from Backlog Busters and Arya Winnen Son. We, the assembled triad of all things rhythmic and musical, have assembled to deliver a proposition to you that DDR Mario Mix does not deserve to go gentle into that good night, but instead deserves to be preserved and remembered in the hallowed halls of MageCast Podcast. MageCast is the podcast for the lonely, for those who miss the simple pleasure of a shared dialogue. MageCast is the podcast for conversationalists in a world where we've already stopped listening to each other. As ever, you can help support MageCast by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pixels, where episodes are offered in early access before going live for the public. You can also learn more at thepixels.com, that's the-pixels.com, or find me on Twitter and Twitch at the Well-Read Mage. Also, please do not miss NES Pro Magazine coming to eyeballs near you. Now, let's start the show. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Super Magic Brothers Super Show. This is Moses aka the well-read mage how are you thanks for being here uh this is gonna be a very let's go kind of episode uh because we're talking about a mario game but it's a mario game that you might not have played actually uh before we get into that i am here with not one but two paisanos we had a new challenger approaching a second guest uh after we initially planned the episode uh, which is epic. So let's uh, let's meet our two guests today. First up here is Yemi the Ferret. How are you, Yemi? I am doing fantastic. You're doing ferret-tastic? Yes. That was <laughs> that was the line. That was the says in the script. Uh dude, you so you're you're doing fantastic. Uh you're doing three podcasts. Yes. We were just discussing. Holy moly. How? Um, well, you know, each day is just kind of dedicated to one and, uh, I go, you know, go, just go with the flow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I mean, aside from being epic enough to do like, you know, juggling podcast, streaming, all that stuff, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. So we kind of get to know you a little better. Yeah. I'm, I'm Yemi the ferret, AKA just a Yemi. Uh, as you already know, I run three podcasts, one about video games, one about movies, and one that's um, a bit unrated, you know, after dark, a little bit different from this one. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I grew up with uh, video games. I started with the N64, so I'm not as seasoned as maybe you and, and Math Man are. But oh, um, dang, I just feel old right now. <laughs> I, I think seasoned is the new calling someone old. There it is. I'll take I, seasoned. I too. call myself a seasoned gamer, um, but you guys are definitely in there in, in that seasoned gamer <laughs> uh config you know you know that saying 
Um, Callus has been trying to get into that for a little while, but he failed my quiz. So, you know, he, he's been out of the gang. But that, I mean, that's my like main that's like my gimmick of the of the channel is the season gamer thing. I have like this card that comes in that slams shut when I do something cool or something. Um, but I just take pride in the fact that I pretty much play anything and everything. And that's how my Twitch channel is, is I just play any game under the sun. You know, I have Geist ready to go after Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. And then I'm also playing God of War 2018 and Ratchet Deadlocked soon after. So it's like I, I'm, I'm a real mishmash. But, you know, I love pretty much every genre except for JRPG. So, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I almost never meet people who will say, I mean, because you often hear that, right? Like, like people are like, oh, I love all kinds of music except for like country and hip hop <laughs> and rap and alternative rock. And it's like, I don't think you actually like all music, <laughs> but I rarely hear people say that I, I like variety, but I don't like JRPGs. Is, is there something uh, there? Like what? Why don't you like JRPGs? Not that that's a requirement to be on the show. I've been trying to get into them. Um, uh, I, I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on the on Twitch last year, and I just struggled my whole way through it. I played like 60 hours, and I was like, I just cannot finish this. Before that, I had tried a, a, a few other ones. Um, I can't recall them right now off the top of my head, but it's just sure. kind of been a losing streak for me. And right mm. now, I, I on your recommendation, I am playing through Stranger of Paradise, which has gelled with me more. So maybe this is the start of something new. I will Maybe. say this. I just got into Metroidvanias at the end of last year with Metroid Dread and Fist Forged and Shadow Torch. So I'm starting to become more of a Metroidvania guy now, too. Nice. Metroid Dread. Oh, swoon. I, you know, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I hesitate to imagine that somebody would take my recommendation on Strangers of Paradise. I thought that game was. Well, maybe that was more so the person you were talking to. I forget his I name. Think it might have been. I mean, the conversation itself may recommend to someone to kind of check out that game. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 like, I'm really <laughs> digging it because most Final Fantasy games, you know, it's all you know, anime noises and anime lines. Yeah. And the main character of Stranger Paradise, he just looks at a character and goes, "Shut up," and he walks away. And it's like, yes, that is like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, okay i feel this i feel this i do because i feel like jrpgs uh have kind of gotten weebier over time uh, perhaps as technology has afforded uh i would say dude check out like like earlier jrpgs uh especially like super nintendo ps1 stuff not all of that is going to be really anime uh vibed but you know, there's so much game. There's so many games to play as it is. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I'm trying. I have Final Fantasy X on my shelf right now because people compared uh, Lord of the Rings, the third age to that. So I said, yes, hmm, maybe that'll also gel with me, you know. So I'm, I'm trying. I, I, I like I like to branch out my feelers, even if it's a genre that I'm not comfortable with. I do like to try everything at least once. Nice. I mean, well, good luck, dude. I, 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 I wish you the best. Uh, a second guest that we have on here, uh, Ryan Craig, a.k.a. Mathman, you may know him as, who is also a multi-podcaster. My goodness. Uh, but Ryan, uh, you jumped on late in the in the process of planning, and we're delighted to have you on board. Thanks for being here today. Can I call you a podcasting master? Well, thanks for having oh. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, glad I could be here uh, when I saw that you were talking about 
Dance Dance Revolution, I thought, or Mario Mix in particular, I, I said, I have so many thoughts about that because I still play that game, even though, you know, it came out when 2006 or something like that. Uh, yeah, I still have the dance mat and everything, and it's such a fun game for me to play. Um, really love the rhythm games. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, Mathman1024, uh, that Mathman moniker comes from me being a math professor. So I've been doing for over 20 years and, uh, you know, still do it. I enjoy doing math. I you know, love doing math problems. Um, don't want to sound too much like a, a nerd or anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've been into gaming for a very, very long time. Started with the Commodore 64, went through the Intellivision and Atari 2600 before we landed on the NES back in the late eighties. And I've been gaming, you know, pretty much for most of my life since then. I took a few years off when I was in college. But then my wife gave me a Nintendo 64 for a wedding present and kind of helped me get back into gaming. True love. <laughs> You're a true love. Oh, yeah. And then like the, the next year, she gave me a Game Boy Color. Like, oh, all right. All right. I like Legit. this one. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that is interesting that the Nintendo 64 figured into uh, both of your journeys there. I also like that you mentioned the Commodore 64, another 64 there uh that is the earliest system that i can remember playing and uh i love hearing about uh, a mention of the commodore 64 so folks listening uh you need to check out there's a lot of shows then to recommend to you check out the podcast description there's gonna be links in there for yemi's shows and ryan's shows as well uh let's get into the main topic here that we have Tonight, this is MageCast episode 80, entitled Do the Mario. We're talking about Dance Dance Revolution, Mario Mix, which was developed by Konami and Hudson Soft. Yes, Konami and Hudson Soft, and published by Nintendo in 2005 for the GameCube. Interesting question here, very profound from Choypad Lad Shop. Have you ever done... The Mario. Have you ever swing your hands from side to side or swing your arms? I, I haven't watched that show, I, admittedly, for a while. You guys know what I'm talking about here, right? I know what you're talking about. It was before my time, so I, I'm okay. not like I'm very fuzzy on all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> you're talking about from the Super Mario Super Show? Yes. Yeah. The credits, right? You know, back in the day, I would have known that. I would have recognized okay. that. I Probably the closest I get is whenever I'm playing you know, dance, dance, revolution, Mario mix. And I'm waiting for the first note. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well just swing my arms to the beat. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think that they've actually got the super Mario brothers, super show, uh, up on YouTube. My kids were watching it the other day. Um, and, uh, my wife had it on for them and I, I will like walk past. I was like, what the, like, what are you guys watching? And I kind of forgot about that show for a little bit, but uh, very interestingly, like uh, just in brief, like very interestingly, not kind of dialed in to the lore of Super Mario just, just yet still kind of early before they'd really nailed like the tone of the character and all that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, that is classic. There's going to be some people listening who remember the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. But we are talking about Mario Mix for DDR. Uh, and this is a spoilers cast if you care about such things. Just before we <laughs> 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 Huge spoilers up ahead. 
it's a, <laughs> um, yeah, spoilers. It's a dancing rhythm game. All right, we gave everything away. <laughs> there might be Bowser kidnapping a princess or somebody stealing some keys. Uh, hopefully you're not the kind of person that cares too much about spoilers about that. Cause I don't know. It seems a little extreme. Wait, wait, ba- Bowser stole, Bowser stole the princess. No, actually false. It's revolutionary. Not in this one. No, right? actually there's Peach, a story isn't here, even right? in this game. Okay. We will, we'll, there's lore people. I mean, there's people like, where's the fluff? There's fluff. Okay. If you're, you're a fluff person, there's fluff here. I think there's we'll some get into educating the that we need to do for you, Red. There are a what? lot of things you don't know about this game. You know, I watched the thing and I, well, uh, you had a question for me that I'm going to address in, in, a, in a bit. I swear. Mm-hmm. Mage facts. Mage facts. So the first mage fact here. DDR Mario Mix could be purchased in a bundle with the game and dance pad or dance mat, if you'd like to call it that, which featured a special design specifically for this game. Now, I do not own this game. Uh, Yemi, you just bought this recently, right? That was kind of the like the inception for this episode. Yeah, I mentioned it to you on Twitter and you thought that I was joking at first, but then you were like, well, I you did. know, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know. Uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm not joking. Like, I would love to hear you talk about this game. And right after that, I was like, you know what? I should probably rebuy the game because it was a game from my childhood. And I used okay. to like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Wii Sports was the one that got my whole family playing. Well, Mario Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix was the game that got my whole family dancing. We had two mat, uh, two mats. You know, one was the official Mario one. One was the Mad Cats one for the GameCube. And uh, that was that that was really the antithesis of it. And I went on eBay that same day and there was an $80 bundle. And I was like, sold, <laughs> like, yeah, sold free shipping. <laughs> I, that was it. And uh, I, I played it for uh, my day after birthday stream on April 2nd. Nice, nice, nice. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember that conversation. I remember that you picked it up. That is a handsome price tag. That's not that's not bad at all. Yeah, this I mean, might actually, be need the a little most cleaning, expensive game I own. Need a little bit of cleaning, but I was like, you know what? It it were it functions. The up button's a little bit lower than where it should be, but hey, the game works and the pad works. I, I'm fine. Now let me ask you nice. this question about the Mad Cats uh, pad that you had or that you have. How responsive is it compared to the official one from Nintendo? I couldn't tell you. That was so long ago. Now um, I had the purple one that had black buttons on it. I remember that for sure. Um, I can't, I can't tell you if it was more or less responsive. (laughs) Well, the the reason I say that is because I have, you know, a secondary pad that we bought so that other people could play. And I don't know what brand it is, but it could be used for, I think Xbox and PS2. So it had, you know, the three different, you know, connections for that, but always found that it would quite often miss, you know, a step. So I don't know if it was the, I don't, I don't think the sensor was. It just, I don't think Mad Cats ever developed one of those with the with the two prongs. Okay, so well, it's, it, it's probably a different off brand then. Yeah, it was one just like I have you know another pad. But if I ever play with my son, always make him take that pad so I can have the official one. <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> th- there's there's no way for me to get perfect unless I'm using the the official Nintendo one. <laughs> socks or no socks. Oh, you got to do socks. Your feet will start okay. to stick on the on the mat. 
Yes. Yeah, Yemi? Yeah. Okay, good. I Ooh. especially did socks for my stream that, that I, I had a camera pointed at my feet, so, you know. Nice. I'm glad we're all sane here. I just had this discussion with my wife because we pulled out our copies of DDR recently and our pads that still remarkably worked. Um, and I started putting socks on. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, ah, honey, it's been 20 years, but you put socks on. Okay, when you do this. And she's like, she's like, nah, it's fine. I was like, no, your feet sweat. And then they stick to the pad. And she's like, your feet sweat and stick to the pad. And I was like, all right. We're not animals. Gonna make it. <laughs> We're not <laughs> savages here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've got to, um, they're off brand pads, um, but they work okay. Every once in a while, a button will get stuck and they kind of fluff the pad out. It's a weird, it's a weird sort of controller. It really is. Uh, had my six-year-old and my five-year-old try it out themselves, and they're just really kind of confused by it. And I'm telling them it takes a lot of practice uh, to get this done. Um, but a question I wanted to put to either of you is, um, or to both of you rather, is uh, have you tried playing any other games with the dance pad before? I, I know it's kind of a meme, but... Um... You know, I, I was trying to play one of those uh, more Souls-like games with a different <laughs> pad. It uh, didn't go too well. Uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's only got the, what, six or eight inputs on it. Um, right. I gave up pretty quickly. Yeah, no shoulders, right? No, yeah. On there, so, yeah. You, well, you got the, you have the four directional, you have the four directions. You've got A, B, Z, and start. Yeah, so the only other game that I've played was a, a Wii uh, Dance Dance Revolution game. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, I played that. I can't remember. Picked that up somewhere sometime last year at a at a used bookstore. And then uh, this past March, I was visiting my family. My sister gave me, you know, two other Wii uh, Dance Dance Revolution games. I haven't played those yet, but I need to. It's just kind of weird because those songs, although they're songs that you know they're weird versions and they're not always done by the original artist. So it really throws me off compared to mm. the songs that we're going to get to here, you know, in Mario mix where they're kind of known songs, but you know, that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be different. So you can kind of expect that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, there's a lot of DDR games out there for sure uh, as well, but this kind of addresses a question from real BSP three. Who asked, will anyone be playing it? Which <laughs> I love the tone of that. Again, it's kind of emphasizing that this is a more obscure and unplayed Mario game. Um, so Ryan, before the the podcast started, you put that question to me. Uh, if I'd ever actually played this one, uh, my answer is I've never played the CD or the disc uh, for this game. And like I said, this is going to sound stupid, but I'll put the the YouTube videos on. Uh, used to do this a lot in the past for DDR games that I didn't own. Uh, I'll just put the YouTube video on and then put the mat down on the floor and then just do all the <laughs> movements <laughs> and just be like, yeah, I got all these perfects. Those are totally my perfects. Because uh, in my mind, I'm like, I'm still moving. I'm still getting exercise. I'm still in the in the groove. It just isn't plugged in. To I really, I really thought what you were going to say is that I never had the disc, but I emulated it and I played it using the controller. Oh no! Because no. that is I, that is yeah. something that you can do. Like you could connect yeah. a GameCube controller and use the face buttons for that. But I, I think it kind of takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, like the one of the uh, the 
early, early DDR games. I want to say it was for PS1. Uh, I didn't have a dance pad, so I, I played it using a controller. And it's boring. <laughs> it's like super boring. It's a you little know, too easy. The PlayStation was my introduction into like playing my first DDR game. Like I think I'd seen this uh, the DDR machines in arcades, but I never never played them because they were super expensive. And I know and understand how uncoordinated I am. But at a friend's house, they had a PS One and they had a version of DDR that was all Disney songs. And so oh, yeah. we were all you know, into it and playing. And I thought, man, this is really, really fun. But I didn't have a PlayStation. And when they announced this one for the GameCube, I was super excited about it. I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, like I said, there's there's definitely a lot of... Well, there were at, at some point a lot of options for playing these games. Uh, well, I, I'm, I was going to say, don't be too embarrassed about playing you know DDR without the actual game. Because when I was younger and they were... Uh, and Activision was pumping out like 15 Guitar Hero games a month. Um, yeah, I, w- I would just go on YouTube, load up uh, the Guitar Hero game playthrough, and I would just sit there with an unplugged guitar and play through that. So, you know, <laughs> don't be don't be too embarrassed. I, I think it's kind of yeah. it's it's a way to play the game without actually having to spend the money. Well, a follow up question to that though, for for mm-hmm. both of you, when you were playing along, if you can see my air quotes here, to the YouTube videos. What difficulty setting were you playing at? I just want to know how good you were at faking it. Right, Yemi? Well, I, I mean, remember? I would play it expert. Yeah, there you well, go. Naturally. That's naturally. more fun that way, huh? Uh, it's more I natural, wanna... you know? Like, when, mm. when you play on, like, hard or normal mode, there's missing notes in there, which can really throw you off sometimes. Mm. That makes sense. True. Yeah. Uh, in my heyday, I was good enough to get up to, uh, was it Heavy, it's called, on the DDR? A couple... Uh, tracks I could do on Oni mode, the hardest difficulty. But uh, when I'm on YouTube, typically I'll just try and find whatever's there. As long as it's not like light um, and I'm actually kind of moving, uh, then it, it's, yeah, it's typically fine. Joypad Lad is the good guy of retro gaming. You don't earn that moniker just for nothing. Don't believe me? I dare you to visit joypadlad.com and check it out for yourself. Form an informed opinion. The dude has got a variety of games, merch, figures, cards, stickers, paraphernalia in stock and being stocked. Don't see something for you just yet? Keep tabs on the site on the regular for new stock. Comic book fans in particular need to take a look. JPL is adding regular updates with new merch and a lot of that includes a variety of comics. Don't say I never gave you nothing. Oh, and when you check it out, be sure to use the promo code RED10, that's R-E-D-1-0, for 10% off your order. Let them know the well-read mage sent you. Uh, Back to mage facts here. In Europe, the game is known as Dancing Stage Mario Mix. I'm surprised it even came to Europe, TBH. Uh, The game featured one of the announcers that appeared in the mainline DDR games, and I spent some time today trying to find this person's name. Londell Taz Hicks. This is the guy who does the uh, who does it's on the like the DDR Max ones. I understand that there are multiple announcers, but he's the one that's like, you seem to not be in good shape. <laughs> and it's just like, thanks. Thanks, Londell. So now I know his name and I'm happy about that. But th- I feel like that. I don't know that helped make this game feel like a DDR game, having that same announcer. 
But then at the same time, you're like, does this guy exist in the Mario universe? I don't know. <laughs> did that throw you either either of you at all? Yeah, I mean, at first, you kind of got to get used to it. But then you got to remember, like, this is Dance Dance Revolution featuring Mario, you know? Mm, so it's not mm. like, I don't know. I, I had this conundrum because I was watching a YouTube video not too long ago. They rated all the Mario games and it was like a two hour long video. And they wow. decided to exclude Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix because they said it wasn't an actual Mario game. It was a DDR game that had Mario in it. But I'm Whoa. kind of I'm kind of like flummoxed by that because it's like, yeah, even though it is a Dance Dance Revolution game featuring Mario, this is 100% a Mario game because you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. You're doing all this stuff. Um, so, you know, yeah, the, the announcer voice is a little bit off-putting at, at first because you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like any Mario character I know. But you kind of get used to it because it is a DDR game at its heart. And you do mm. have the option to turn it off if you truly want to. There you go. I, I have a hard time seeing this as a DDR game featuring Mario because to me, this is more of a Mario game that features some DDR elements to it. Exactly. I, I agree completely. Because it's not like I could understand the whole featuring Mario. Oh, it's not really a Mario game if it was a traditional Dance Dance Revolution game and you could have a Mario skin for your avatar and that was it. And there might be a couple of Mario songs, but everything else was current you know, pop, hip-hop type songs that you're dancing to. But this is fundamentally a Mario game. You have Mario, Toad, Waluigi, Bowser, all these other Nintendo characters and the Nintendo songs, maybe with some slight alterations when you're kind of mixing this with some classical songs, but it is at its heart a Mario game. You can't deny that. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a crossover. I mean, like... I, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either to be like, oh, it's a DDR game featuring Mario. Like the entire thing is Mario, the like the whole everything. Yeah, along, along that logic, would would Mario Party games be a party game featuring Mario? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and people get caught up in like, you know, what is an official? What is that? All I could say is when we did our uh, Mario Multiverse collab, of course, I included Mario uh, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix because uh, why would I not? Why not? Let me put this question out there to anybody who may be listening. What, I mean, like being completely honest, what seems like more of a true Mario game? Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix or something like, you know, Mario's typing or Mario is missing or whatever, <laughs> some of those weird off-brand ones that we don't even really want to talk about or bring up in the discussion of a Mario game. Yeah, and it doesn't help that those games suck, too. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they're not great. Uh, well, speaking of Mario Party, uh discovered this through Yemi today. He mentioned that Mario Mix DDI, this title. <laughs> <laughs> just call it DDRMM. Yeah, DDRMM. I'm just going to say Mario Mix. Mario Mix uses the same engine as Mario Party 6, uh, which when you look at it, it definitely looks like the models are lifted from a Mario Party. Yeah, I mean, even like the map that you go on for just the story mode, it's nothing like as, you know, cr you know, as as multi-branching as like a Mario Party board. Um, but just going through the environments and like you, you can definitely tell that it's it is a Mario Party engine. I just had trouble nailing which one it exactly was because there was like four on the GameCube, you know? Mm. Yeah, there's quite a few Mario parties on there for sure. 
unfortunately, you know, mentioning the GameCube, this is it's one of those things with gaming history. Sometimes you'll talk about a game that's stranded and Mario mix is still stranded on the GameCube. Is it's not, it's never been ported so far as I know, like officially anywhere else. Right. I don't think so. And I think something else that you have that is going against it ever coming to light again is just the, the lack of rhythm based games like DDR. Like I don't know that there is a DDR game that is on any current gen or even last gen console. No, yeah. Right. Which things have kind of moved. I feel like the motion capture uh, invention kind of killed DDR. One of our listeners and good friend, Just Callis, asked, whatever happened to the DDR franchise? There was a while where we saw yearly releases and now it's pretty much dead except in arcades. I know neither of you are DDR experts, but wanted you to discuss how terrible Konami is nowadays for a bit uh so yeah like math man had said i think you know you've got you've got some things going against it one of them is konami developed um and that could potentially throw a wrench in things but he's absolutely right as well that uh ddr has kind of faded off the scene there's not really any major games certainly not major series on modern systems using a dance pad i think that is in large part due to the invention of motion controls. Now we see Just Dance, right? Coming out every year, like, was it Ubisoft, I think, makes those? They're, like, cranking those things out. So I had this thought earlier about, because when I saw that question, I thought, yeah, but, you know, is there a way that we could, you know, that, that, that DDR could come back in today's world of VR and AR? Is that something that could be programmed into where you could use an Oculus Quest and, I don't know, figure out some kind of sensors to use? Kind of like that, uh, what was it called for the, they had for the Genesis? Was it uh, the, the activator? Do you remember that oct- you know, octagonal ring? And so you mm. would do in certain spots and it would you know, count your, it would be able to track your, what your mo- motion was, what kind of button you were pressing. I don't know if there's a way to kind of put that into you know, today's modern technology so that you could do that. I mean, you've got things like, you know, Beat Saber and, you know, all those other still, you know, rhythm-based games out there today. Is there mm-hmm. a chance at all that that could, you know, that something like DDR can make a comeback? Yeah. I mean, I think two of the, uh, they just put out a Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is fairly, you know, big title, a Kingdom Hearts uh, rhythm game, um, which I got, I haven't tried yet, but, uh, rhythm games definitely exist today. I feel like one of the hassles with the DDR uh, series is that dance pad. I mean, when it it stops working and I've gone through a couple or it wears out because you're basically stomping the crap out of it every time <laughs> you play the, the game. I've had a lot. <laughs> I've pulled the system off of my shelf a couple times with those things when things get really intense. I've broken a couple, ripped a couple. Um, and they're, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of cumbersome you, know, you pull them out of the closet and then you got to fold them up every time. So I, I think if we were to see a revival of DDR games, I would be down to see something along those lines for sure of, of more in line with modern technology and not having to have kind of this very antiquated flat controller pad thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Guitar Hero and Rock Band both tried to return last generation. 
And they had the same problem where it's like, okay, now I have this huge drum set. Okay, now I have, you know, two guitars in my closet. Now I have a microphone that I need to, you know, wrap the cord around every time. Mm. And I think nowadays people don't want the peripherals as much as they used to or maybe needed to have. I still Mm -hmm. like to have a guitar in my hand and a dance pad on the floor. Don't get me wrong. Um, But when it comes to things like, you know, you know, like maybe doing it in VR. Well, now you got to develop like a foot sensor, you know, like you got to have mm-hmm. a sensor on your feet, the, the match where your steps are going or, you know, something like that. And it's, it's too bad because, you know, you, I go to an arcade here that I have locally here and um, you know, there's always a line for the DDR machines. There's always, you know, those people with their book, you know, they got their backpacks and their waters and they have, you know, their, their little hype crowd, or maybe one of them is like live streaming them playing the game. And, you know, they lean against that bar and they're just tapping away. And it's like, there's still a strong group of people who love these games. But as Cal said in his question, it's mostly at these arcade shops where you just, you know, you swipe your card or put a coin in and you just go and you don't have to worry about pulling out those things, loading the discs, et cetera, et cetera. I, I really think that's the case. And there, there's a lot of things that they could do, you know, there's the, there's the VR stuff. There's also, you know, like, uh, I, I really think like the just dance thing where, um, like it, it sees you playing, um, like every once in a while, when I'll, I'll see like a video of like a just dance, there's another admission. I'll put just dance videos you from YouTube on and like <laughs> my kids and I will just kind of go nuts in like a, the living room to burn some energy off. Um, but it can see like your your silhouette moving and stuff like that. So um, there's there is most likely ways around it. Um, it might just be a matter of interest from developers and creating that interest again on consoles. Um, and they could probably look at you know the Just Dance sales for that. Um, moving on here to Mario Music specifically, kind of coming back to that. Let me ask you two: What is the best Super Mario soundtrack in existence. Uh, let's start with you, Math Man. Well, my heart wants to say Dr. Mario, but there are only Ooh. two tracks. So I'm going to hmm. go uh, to Super Mario World. Uh, Mario World is one of one of my favorite games of all time. And to me, that, that music is, is very iconic. I can just sit there and think of a level and then the music starts playing. And it's mm-hmm. very, very comforting. And it was great to have, I think, one or two of those songs show up in Mario Mix. Yeah, I think Mario World is uh, is really tightly themed. Uh, it's got it's got those motifs that kind of recycles in really interesting ways. And then too, the dynamic music that like changes when you jump on Yoshi and then we jump off uh, by adding that percussive riff in the background. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Yemi? I, I'm torn. Well, actually, I'm not really that torn, actually. You know, I was going to say, well, maybe Mario 64, but I think Mario Sunshine takes the cake for me. I just I just, you know, I, I like all the steel drums and it's like such a different soundtrack from almost any other Mario game. Um, you know, I just I just love the kind of whimsical nature of it. And Delfino Plaza is always one of has been one of my favorite songs uh, from a Mario game. Nice. I still need to finish Sunshine. Uh, I feel like there's a, there's a kind of Caribbean, uh, riff that they pull out of Super Mario Brothers three for sunshine, but, uh, it's definitely one that I think is a, is kind of a surprising soundtrack for sure. 
the most common answers that we got were for Super Mario Brothers 3, Mario World, Mario RPG, Galaxy 1, and Galaxy 2. Um, saw a lot of mentions for Odyssey on Twitter and in, in Discord. Um, it's hard. It's really hard for me to choose, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a series that, at a glance, you wouldn't think has as much great music as it has. But somehow the Mario franchise has been blessed with a tremendous number of really great musical tracks. And they've also um, been blessed with a tremendous composer. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, Kondo is is fantastic. And then even too when I think really the beauty of the Mario music is he's Mario Mario's been around for so long. Kondo has kind of created that that texture. Uh, that began the music um, at the start of the thing. Um, But then over time, I mean, there's definitely been other creatives that have come along and have kind of added their own voice to that pile. And somehow it's all still Mario. Like I was playing freaking Mario plus Rabbids. And uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. That worked on it, but uh, he's done he's done a lot of other things. Really great composer, um, and it, it still kind of had that that Mario whimsy to it. Math man, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just saying. I remember either seeing or reading about you know the way that they would compose the video games, the, the music you know 30, 40 years ago, and I think specifically talking with Kondo, and it was you had to create a song that is just instantly catchy. There's not really a build up to it. It just goes right into it. And the first few bars and you, you already get that sense of, of what's going on. And so I think that is very evident in all that he's done with the Mario series. Actually, I, I had, I kind of want to change mine because I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I love Mario Sunshine soundtrack, but I'm playing through thousand year door right now. Paper Mario. Ah. And I actually think that's probably my favorite now that I think about it. <laughs> Because you know, sunshine, sunshine is very one note though. You know, it's it's all like that Caribbean style, and Thousand Year mm-hmm. Door just has it's like a different groove for every single area. And I'm just thinking about like, oh man, like going into the the Punies Village. There's a really fun song there. Going across the meadows, you know, uh, going into uh, Glissville. Um, yeah, I, I got it. I actually, yeah, I'm changing the Thousand Year Door actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I would say no take backs, but I gotta, I, I'll allow you that. I'll allow it. Uh, also, I want to point out Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is totally a JRPG, man. So that's great that there Perfect. is there is one. There we there go. There's one that really jived for you. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I really think the Mario RPGs are great. So um, definitely check them out. I've actually never played Thousand Year Door. I've read up on it and watched a lot of it, but that's absolutely one that I would love to play someday. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, my, uh, my, my watchers banded together for my birthday and got me a, a copy with the manual and everything in it. It was very nice of them because that game is not cheap anymore. The retro market. But uh, as we said earlier, you can find the Mario mix uh, for Dance Dance Revolution fairly easily and fairly affordably, but it remains one of the rarer Mario experiences out there. And these are kind of some of the just general comments that we got uh, that play into that idea. 
from uh, at Bakuiel. Have never played a dance game and curious about Mario version. Have a good show. Hey, we will have a good show. Project Dolphin. I got it for my kids when I was writing the book along with Mario DDR Matt. They enjoy it. Uh, Project Dolphin has done a, uh, a GameCube book, so definitely check that out. Uh, Retrologic, Dan from Retrologic. I remember I was working at Game Crazy when this game came out, practically shadow dropped. I don't remember hearing anything about it until it showed up at our store. We got two copies to sell and one to display. They sold out immediately, which I thought was surprising. But I guess if Mario is on it, it's hotcakes. I thought it was pretty pretty silly at the time, but the music was actually pretty banging. Uh, I guess like I I don't I don't actually remember seeing this ever in the wild at any store. Um, but a store getting like two copies, the, the even back then. I mean, Nintendo was just selling stuff pretty easily. It seems like even though this was this is you know a somewhat silly or take to borrow dan's language there um but yemi you you mentioned you played it back in the day um roundabout when it came out yeah uh one uh one birthday it just showed up uh or actually one christmas it just showed up uh under the tree so i don't know where my nice. parents got it I, they probably got it from toys r us honestly there you go and and uh ryan you've you've played this too since around launch time Sounded yeah, like you've been playing it. Yeah, long. I'm pretty sure it must have been either Christmas or the following birthday for me. Uh, it was a gift from my sister. Uh, she actually oh. came down to visit me in Texas and brought the game. Or I think we may have gone out to GameStop and she bought the game for me. But yeah, I've had the game for you know a good 16 years or more. Nice. How worn out are those uh, Mario pads for you? Uh, I'll take a picture and send it to you. It still looks pretty fresh. Uh, nice. Every time I use it, I fold it up, you know, fold it up just just the right way. It's got, you know, the original creases are, are still there and it folds fold super nicely. Uh, yeah, it's it's still great. It plays great. Like I said, even earlier today, because I sent you some pictures, I was playing it just to kind of get prepped for the show. Same Heck here. yeah, getting those A's, getting those A's on this. So what is the hardest difficulty on this game? Super hard. Right. Super hard is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, are either of you super hard players? <laughs> I tried playing the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star remix, uh, and that kind of kicked my, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to swear. Um, <laughs> and I was like, it was probably like the most PG like moment <laughs> on this show ever. I was playing the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star remix. <laughs> yeah, that that kicked my butt, and I was like, you know what? I think very hard is good enough for me. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm with you there. Very hard is just right. The the third, the middle of the difficulties, which I think is just hard, is it's almost boring. Like mm -hmm. it's got five difficulty settings, and the very first one, just pressing left and right. There's no up and down. There's there are no combos, and so you can just stand there with your legs spread apart and just kind of bounce back and forth. Mm -hmm. Hard again. There's really not a whole lot to that, except on maybe some of the higher difficulty uh some of the higher songs like you know the bowser song on hard is still really really fast but i think for me very hard is just about right where there's something for me to shoot for and when i get a high score and especially when i get a perfect i feel like i accomplished something but if i try to do super hard i 
my body is not ready. Sorry, Reggie. My <laughs> knees are not made for for moving that fast. Yeah, and yeah. like I said earlier, like hard mode, there's missing notes in there. So you're going, you're grooving to a song like blooper bop or whatever. And all of a sudden on the downbeat, there's no note because they thought it would be too difficult to do, an, uh, you know, the note at the same or whatever. You know, they thought it would be too difficult right. for whatever reason. And that just throws me off. So, like, now I miss my next note because, you know, I'm trying to to get out of that groove and get back into it right away. Yeah, I find that whenever it does that, it skips just one little note, one little beat. I, I get thrown off. And then the next time it doesn't skip that. And I was expecting it to be skipped, and then I'm I'm off again. And another thing to mention too is there's no holding notes in this game either, not even on the super right. hard difficulty, which is a staple of the DDR series. Yeah, I had that in my notes as well. Straight up experts on this game. I try and find the best guests for the show, and uh, and lo and behold, there are at least two Mario Mix experts in existence. We mentioned difficulty. Uh, so let's just address that real quick. Uh, difficulty in the Mario mix. Uh, Yemi, you pointed out that it, it seems like it's it's scaled to be either where normal is easier on Mario mix than other DDR games. Is that what you were saying to me earlier? Yeah, it's been confirmed from multiple sources, uh, even at Konami, that uh, Nintendo wanted them to make the game easier because they knew that a lot of kids were going to be playing it. So when you play hard, you're actually playing normal on a regular DDR game. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So what are the the different difficulty modes on this one? Is it like easy, normal, hard, super hard? Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy, normal, hard, very hard, and super hard. Okay. And the thing that annoys me is that when you're playing the campaign, if you're going off of a fresh copy, you can only play easy or normal. There's no option to play hard from the get go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, question here from Divine Zeranus. Why should I play this over any other DDR game? Because you get to see Mario dance. You get to see Bowser go ham on his song at the end of the game. <laughs> like Bowser, like he comes out, you know. And, you know, the, the Bowser theme starts playing and Bowser's just like doing all these break dance moves. And it's so like freaking cool. It's like yeah. when I was watching that on stream, I had totally forgotten about it. I was like, holy shit. Like, that is amazing. Bowser's going crazy right now. Yeah, it is. A, it, that is an intense song. The first time I heard it, I, I could not stop laughing. The image of Bowser doing like the flare and like the skittle and like coffee grinder and all these things. But it's just in the, in the background, the music was amazing. It's so fantastic. As soon as and he's like doing all these breakdowns. I was, I was, it was truly a special moment. And that's, that's the only reason why you should play this over any other DDR game. There it is. There is. Well, one of the reasons I would say to play it over other DDR games is, you know, depending on, how family friendly you want to be with, with your kids and anybody else. You don't have suggestive lyrics. You don't have, yeah, there you go. You know, any kind of innuendos going on because it's not your, you know, your rave songs. It's Mario type songs or classical songs that have a nice mix to it. And so you can just play it and enjoy it for, for the fun of it. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a story. So there's, you know, Mario stuff going on, but it's not really that important and you can just enjoy, you know, just, dancing and not like oh that's uh 
George Michael with one of his suggestive songs that he wants something of mine, but I don't want it. Don't want to do that. I guess another reason to play this game is, and I think Ryan, you were going to mention this, but during a lot of the songs and you can turn this mode on or off in the free play mode, you can yep. have like little fireballs coming to attack you, hammers being thrown from hammer bros. Um, you know, you have like bub bombs up at the top that you need to make sure that the fire doesn't get to you. So you stamp them out. And that does add a little bit extra challenge to the game, especially when the cheap cheeps are bouncing across the screen and moving the arrows right before you're about to step on them. Um, so that does add uh, something that is different from any other DDR game that I've played. Yeah, that's called um, mush mode. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So it definitely seems like there's variety here, too. It's not just like a Mario reskin of a DDR game. Right. And in addition to just the songs and the mush modes, there are also mini games. Yeah. Kind of like Mario Party mini games. Yeah. This is absolutely then. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, totally a party game. Um, I was really thinking that that is a good point um, with the whole suggestive lyrics thing. You know, like I'll be playing uh, DDR with my kids every once in a while. Like I said, we busted out a couple of PS2 copies. I was just trying all the songs. I was like, oh, man, I remember this. How do I remember the lyrics to this song that I haven't heard in like 20 years? And it's <laughs> like it's stuck up in there. That's how. And then, you know, they're like, oh, can I pick this song? I'm like, no, this song is about like, taking all of your clothes off in front of other people. It's not <laughs> this song right now. Yeah. Something that Mario is not going to do unless he's on the beach. But then he's, well, he's appropriately about- dressed for for the setting. Well, but there was that controversy in you know Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that was a yeah. meme, right? Wasn't it? Because yeah. uh, he had uh, he had shorts on. I mean, you could see his nipples, but he's he's a human being, so it's understandable. <laughs> I I remember when Guitar Hero Three first came out, and my friend Greedy Waffles, I went over to his house to play it, and. Um, there was a song Suck My Kiss by Red Hot Chili Peppers on there. And I remember his mom coming over and being like, you guys can't play this song. And we were like, Ooh. well, we can't progress in the game unless we play it. She's like, no, you cannot play that song. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. You just have to mute yeah. the TV. <laughs> there you go. That is an idea. Uh, there were some of those DDR uh, versions. I think there was one on PS2 where they played like the actual like music video. For a couple of for a couple of tracks, uh, but you can even turn that off too, and just have like the uh, like the static kind of title image for that. But uh, you know, we've alluded to it a couple times now. There there is a story mode. There's mm-hmm. mini games. There's things to do in here other than just uh, free play, playing through you know the tracks included in the game. Uh, one thing that I really like about this is how front and center Waluigi is. Uh, we have a question here from all in podcast. We have just one question. <laughs> I assume that's what Waluigi would, <laughs> how he would posit that question. Uh, Waluigi, of course, underappreciated, underutilized by Nintendo. I never thought I would be a Waluigi fan and then they didn't put him in smash brothers. So I was one of those people. Yeah. I, I, I am afraid to admit. Um, but maybe you two could kind of suss this out a bit. Like what is, what is the story of this game? Let's take a moment to catch our breath here. And remember that there's not always a great overlap between the gamer lifestyle and good physical and mental health. The stereotypical image of a gamer is one of the most ghastly pallor. I'm delighted to introduce to you 
Cosmic Dust, a brand committed to the belief that every person should reach their maximum potential. They offer a variety of supplements designed to support the physical and mental needs of today's gamers. As we become a digital society, spending more and more time behind screens, natural, nutritional, holistic supplements are more than worth looking into. Whether you find yourself suffering from a lack of pep during the day or battling insomnia at night. Visit Cosmic Dust and check out their selection for focus, energy, and sleep, or browse their blog for helpful articles on diet and relaxation. Link in the description. So it starts off, uh, you know, Mario comes out of his house and Toad's like, yo, there's something going on. I can't stop dancing. And you've come to find out that the world is set into this constant dance uh, due to the the magic, the music orbs being stolen by Waluigi originally. Um, and once you beat him, then you gotta, you know, go find all the other ones, which are scattered about the different realms of this world. So there's one underwater with the big blooper. There's one with Wario in his land. There's one frozen in a, in a freezy on the peak. And of course there's one with, or Bowser steals all of them in the end. And, you know, this 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 game, you know, it doesn't have Princess Peach. It doesn't have the same Mario story where you're going to save the princess or whatever. There's no Daisy. There's no Yoshi. You know, there's a lot of characters missing from the game, um, but it uses the character that it has. I'm sorry. It uses the characters that it has pretty, pretty well. And uh, the end of the game is actually really special because, you know, Bowser gets defeated and Toad's like, you know, what were you going to do with these music orbs anyway? And Bowser's like, I just wanted to cure my tone deafness. And the magical part about the ending is Mario takes the orbs and he cures his tone deafness. And then at the end, they're all happy. They're dancing together. And it's just such a different story (laughs) from any other Mario game. Cause usually you beat Bowser, you throw him into the sun and you don't see him until the next game or something, you know? (laughs) I, you know, and it reminded me too of a, of a premise in one of the, uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show episodes where they already did this kind of thing. Like people are just, they can't stop dancing. Um, there was the music box item from Super Mario Brothers 3. And when they played it on the show, it'd be like, everybody do the Koopa. And people could not stop dancing. And it was this thing like, with this, I'm going to take over the world or however Bowser talked <laughs> oddly back on that show. So apparently twice, <laughs> there's been there's been musical devices in the Mario universe that uh that you cannot stop dancing to uh whenever they're activated. But anything to add to that, Ryan? That story kind of text there? No, I'm glad he reminded me of what the story was. Because Oh nice. I, <laughs> no, because I tried to play through the story again because you know, once you beat the story once, you know, and all each time you complete a song, then that becomes available to you in free play, and then there are extra songs to be unlocked in free play as well and there's also the ex mode for the story too which gives you a few different variances in the in the tracks and one of those is one of my favorite songs uh, that because i went through and listed you know what are the the top songs the songs i like to go back and play a lot and one of those was an ex version Uh, but i tried going back and playing through the story i just said you know let me you know kind of do this on what was it i guess hard mode Cause that was now available to me cause I'd already beaten it one time and I don't, I didn't really care to do the story. I just want to get through and do the songs, but it just takes forever 
you just you yeah. know, keep pressing the A button, keep pressing the A button. Like, okay, I get it. Toad, you're, you know, ah, got it. Got it. Let's, <laughs> I know, I know I'm, I'm going to try to help you. Okay. Let me do a song. Okay. Let's do the next song. Oh no, wait, I got to do a, a mini game or, Oh, do you want to buy something from the shop? I'm like the shop. I don't care. I'm dancing. If I need to use an item to defeat someone or to help me get through a level, I really shouldn't be playing this game, especially <laughs> as the easy level that it's starting me on. But there were all these little interruptions that just kind of, for me, ruins the flow when you're doing the story. But maybe mm. when you're going through the first time, you're like, oh, okay, Toad's in trouble. Mario's going to be the nice guy and help. But on your second playthrough, it'd be nice if there was a way to just like hold down the A button to skip. Mm, yes, please. Yeah. It's wordy, it seems like. There's there's quite a bit of dialogue. I've never made it through the whole story. just kind of read a summary. But watching some of the videos, I'm like, well, he is going on about uh, yeah. their plight. Yeah, and you're just standing there. You're like, I'm getting tired just standing, waiting for this dialogue then. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely something that could have used an, an auto skip of some sort for sure. Which is why when I play the game, I usually spend most of my time doing the free play. Yeah, which makes sense. If you've beaten the story, then be in the story. You've been there, done that. Um, I definitely love to check it out once uh, if I ever pick up this game. But uh, I mean, let's be honest, most of these games in the DDR series, um, yeah, there's there's been a couple different modes. Um, I, I'm struggling to remember on DDR Max 2 that I was playing recently. There's like a there's like a, a really kind of bizarre mode. But then there's like workout mode um, where it'll track like calories burned. Um, there's arcade mode, which seems fairly normative, um, but free play is at least for me where I spend most of my time when playing these games. You could just pick whatever song you want. Yeah. Once yeah, you got and, all the songs and, unlocked and there's songs you buy from the store too. So there is a little bit of, you know, save up your money to buy this a hundred coin song every so often. But yeah, I mean, once you get past the main crux of the game, you can go back and play all the mini games in free play and you can also play all the songs. So there's really no need mm. for the actual campaign after that first initial playthrough and the EX version of the story too. Mm. Yeah, in Mario Mix, it does track your calories. So you can set up a profile and it'll count your calories and all that. But I think one of the biggest things that it's missing that is present in normal DDR games is that exercise mode where in exercise mode, it'll just kind of play songs for however long that you designate but in Mario Mix, you finish the song, it gives you your score, and you go back and you select another song. And it would be nice uh, if there was a way to just, you know, give me five random songs that are at this difficulty level. That's that's all I really want so that I can constantly be moving instead of having to, you know, take a 30-second break every time. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely that's definitely good. There was one I think had an endless mode where you just put it on and it'll it'll keep going. Uh, until you stop it or if you have this setting on i think until you run out of life and like fail a song mm -hmm. um and that's really cool yeah if you're just trying to get the exercise because then you can keep your heart rate up um and you're not like you know standing off to the side waiting for it to do the whole animation for your score and then returning to the the track selection and i will say that you know i get plenty sweaty doing the you know the very hard levels so i guess maybe having that bit of a break is nice so i can take a you know, drink of water and then you'll know, get back to doing it. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, while we're on the music selection, that was a question that we got from Terrence Harkin. How is the musical selection? Is there anything that makes it distinctly Mario? Does it have anything that makes it stand out or is it simply Mario characters and Mario themed backgrounds? So uh, we kind of covered the, the last bit of that previously, I feel like. But getting into the, the tracks now, uh, I know you may have your favorite tracks, so I definitely want to cover that. But just in general, how do you feel about the musical selection on here? Because let's be honest, in some of the DDR games that I've played, I've gravitated back to certain other ones that I really like the selection. And then others I come back, I'm like, I like three of these songs, and then I'm ready to switch the disc. Uh, personally, I think that there's a good amount of mix in here. You know, you got some songs that are slower. You got some songs that are in like that EDM dance genre. You also have some songs that are kind of like a uh, samba or or something like that. Um, so I think that there's a there's a good mix of different like not really genres because all is pretty much dance music, but different styles in there mixed in with the electronic music. Um, and it's definitely it's definitely two thousands. You know, if you're gonna play this game, know that you know. It's 2000s to its core. You know, it's got that same vibe from that era of music. I mean, there are definitely some really good Mario songs on there. I mean, there are some that are, uh, I think one of the, in the first level, one of the first, in the first world, there's a song called Underground Mozart. And so it's based on a Mozart riff and that riff. And it's, it's great. I like that one. But the ones that are based off of your classic Mario songs, like there's one from, Super Mario Brothers 3 or from Super Mario World. And when you play those, it's the music that you know and love, but it has been redone and remixed in a very, very fun way. So to me, it breathes new life into old classics. And, and not every, again, not every song is a Mario song, but you know, a good half of them are. Like there's even a another song that I like to do is called Deep Freeze, which is based off of the chill version of the Dr. Mario music. Yeah, I think that including um, all of that is an interesting choice. Like the first time I encountered this game, I was like, what the, you punch in a game called Mario Mix, Dance Dance Revolution, and there's Mozart. And yeah. is that Strauss? Like there's, there's classical music in here, which to me is great. I freaking adore classical music. I love listening to classical music. So that is not at all like a fail in my book. Um, but you're absolutely right, Ryan. I mean, there there's a lot of Mario music in here. The ground theme, the athletic theme, uh, various different games represented. Super Mario Brothers 3, Mario World, Yoshi's Cookie, looking mm-hmm. at a list here. <laughs> Wario World, Donkey Kong, Mario Party 5, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, Dr. Mario, Mario Paint. That's adorable. Yeah, and as someone, I think, was it? Yeah, Retro Logic said... The music is actually pretty banging. He's spot on. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's 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 pretty good. Um, what are some of your favorite tracks off of this list? We'll start with you, Mathman. All right. So I did make a list. Uh, Underground Mozart is just a good, easy, I would say easy one, even on the very hard level. Um, yeah, the, the music is good, but I feel like the, the steps that you do, you're just constantly moving and it doesn't get to be too difficult. So it's kind of fun that you can feel successful very early on, uh, like pipe pop, uh, which this has got this nice little disco feel to it, but it is a, you know, a classic song as well. Uh, jump, 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 which I think is uh, Super Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I think so. 
one of the EX songs is Pirate Dance. Um, I can't remember what that one's based off of. It looks, I've got it here. It looks like it's the athletic theme from Super Mario World, which okay. is that, uh, that, right? Maybe I, oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to watch the video or play it later to see it, but it's, oh, it, it's so good and it's so fast. And that was one of the ones that I did get a perfect on, you know, just very hard, not super hard. And I kept trying it and trying it and trying it. And so, you know, it still had the save file from 15 years ago. You know, still have the, the memory card for that. And knowing that 15 years later, I was able to get a perfect on it. I'm like, I've been working at this thing off and on for over a decade. And I finally got it at my age. Felt so great. <laughs> uh, Hammer Dance and I already mentioned Deep Freeze. So those are some of, my, some of the ones I always like to go to. Yeah, I already mentioned Bowser's Castle. That's one of my favorites. Um, Deep Freeze, I agree. That's that's such a fun song. Um, Cabin Fever from Mario Party Five. Um, that that's one of those ones that has like that that like uh, like samba feel to it. You know, you're, it just has a really great groove. You know, it utilizes the map very well. Starring Wario, always love this song to play, especially when you know Wario's throwing fireballs at you and you have to stop them from getting to the bomb bombs. And then um, the only other one that I would mention that you know wasn't mentioned by uh, Mathman was uh, uh, roller coasting from Double Dash. I always found that one to be a very fun one. And also in the campaign, Mario and friends are riding on a roller coaster. What's more fun than that? You know. <laughs> I want to mention that Wario one. When you hear that song, even just completely out of context, and you were to say, "What Mario character does this sound like?" I mean, it is, it's a quintessential Wario song. It just, right. You, you, you can just see him and his mischief in the song. Is there a worse song on the on the list to you, Ryan? You know what? Those were the songs that I skipped. So <laughs> I didn't even look at them. <laughs> I think some of those, I don't know if they're the ones that you buy, but they're like four or five unlockable songs. One of those is like the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I'm like, it doesn't really do much for me. So yeah, I'll play to get the A rank so that it shows up with the rest of the A's, but I'm not, not going to go back and play it. Even today when I was scrolling through the list, it I, I didn't want to play that. I wanted to go back to Pirate Dance and uh, Pipe Pop and all those other ones that I mentioned. Yeah. I always felt like, here we go. Like I love the song, but no matter which is difficulty, yeah, that's the first song on the game. No matter which uh, difficulty yeah. you do, it's just so boring. And like, yeah. even though like the first time I listened to the song and play along with it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a fun song. And then I tried to play it on super hard and it's like so slow and nothing's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is definitely like my least favorite just because not even on the harder difficulties can I have fun with this song, you know? There's one song that just stood out from all the rest of them that almost didn't even seem to fit. And that was the one in world or level five, one always <laughs> smiling. Yeah. The polka song that was turned into a EDM song. I mean, it's, I, I like it, but with everything else that's going on, it just, it seemed out of place. Yeah. The only uh, Strauss song on the list too. That might be why uh, with that in mind, captain Supreme here, we've got a question from him. Is this everything you hoped and imagined? from a Mario DDR game. I mean, like overall, are you pretty happy with this game? It's still a, a banger as the kids would say. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, um, it's pretty fun still to play. 
And it is everything that you kind of hope and dream because it has the Mario charm to it. Like we mentioned before, it has like the mini games, like you squash Goombas by pressing the arrows on the, the pad or you're trying to run away from a chain chomp, which destroys your legs, uh, especially because they have you do that kind of like run as fast as you can on the dance mat, like five times during the campaign. Um, but, you know, it has like I, I think it is missing a few of those key Mario elements like, you know, Princess Peach isn't there. Um, you know, Yoshi's not there. Um, but all in all, I think it is really everything that I hoped in, in a Mario DDR game. Plus, you get to watch Mario un, you know, being a little uncanny while doing some of these these dance moves. Yeah, it's it's so odd when you think about it that it is missing such mainstays as Yoshi and and Peach. And I kind of wonder what this game would look like if it came out today. Having an extra 15 years of Mario Legacy, what what songs do you think would be included? What kind of changes do you think would be made to maybe the story or some of the characters that are included? I think it would just be longer in general. I mean, a playthrough of this game takes about an hour and that's on normal mode. Um, and so like you could add in like, like you could just add in everyone in, in the Mario party games, you know, just have them all do, you know, all, all able to dance and have songs from their own games and, you could kind of make it like a big Nintendo, you know, DDR featuring Nintendo instead of featuring Mario, you know? <laughs> Ooh, some, some Zelda stepping more, more Donkey Kong, because there is one song that has uh, a bit of a, a bit from the, like the original arcade Donkey Kong in it. That's yeah, not really like the main part of the song. I mean, yeah. Donkey Kong, like tropical freeze has some really good songs on there that could be turned into like a DDR song. I could definitely see that. You know, like you said, Legend of Zelda could also be easily morphed into something like this. Um, you know, even back to, you know, maybe maybe not Geist. But. You know what? Thinking about it, uh, Jump Up Superstar would absolutely be a track that would really fit in with a, a oh, DDR, yeah. a new DDR Mario mix. Uh, there was a direct question on that, too. PW Good Win Coco asked, would you want a sequel to this? And if so, what would you like added to the sequel? Um, so some sequel ideals, I play comics cast. Am I the only one who dreamed of having a crossover between this and DK jungle beat? Mm-hmm. I was thinking like if they were to roll this out again, maybe if they wanted to lean away from the kind of Mario party motif, do a Mario versus Sonic entry. Um, you know, Sonic and Mario have been at the Olympic games many times but they could do like a dance off here and uh and you'd be able to bring in some sonic characters you could bring in a wider array of mario characters as well and certainly now here 15 years later there's a lot more mario music that could be included as well um with modern dlc practices and expansion um there's certainly you know the capability for them to add new tracks over time as well yeah, I think it would be really cool to see this resurrected, you could say. Um, I know there was a Wii game where you use like the controllers as maracas. And I'm almost wondering if maybe they could do something like that with the Switch controllers. You know, like you don't have to have a DDR mat, but you could have the same style where you're just kind of like throwing the controllers in certain directions. That way you don't have to sell a peripheral. You don't have to sell a game mm-hmm. and the peripheral together to, to raise the price. You can just sell a game where it's like you're using the switch controllers you're you're kind of dancing with them in the right direction as the song's playing and you can watch it on screen and it tells you kind of which way to, to put them 
I think that would I think that might work out. That that would actually be a pretty good idea. Yeah, I agree. Maximally agree. Thoughts on a sequel, Ryan? As much as I would love, you know, more DDR, I don't really see that being in the cards. But what Yumi said about using the uh, the Joy Cons, yeah, I was like, wow, someone needs to sign this guy. Sounds like, a, <laughs> sounds like a great idea, a great way to implement that. Yeah, I mean, maybe ooh, how about something like a, a Mario or like Beat Saber across Mario? Yeah, something yeah, that's the totally see that that's the hot fresh thing with VR, and mm-hmm. you know you because there I mean, there's still rhythm games that are being made, mm-hmm. but would it be possible to take one of those more mainstay ones that are, that's current right now and bring in Mario, bring in another like video game franchise as opposed to, Oh, we're just going to have this, you know, pack of songs. That's just Lady Gaga or that's, you know, you know, Billy Eilish or whoever these people are. I don't know. I'm just making up names. <laughs> I felt old for you. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that, um, you're absolutely right with the joy con idea. Um, do you remember when they first like were marketing joy cons and they're like, if you shake it, it'll feel like you're holding a glass of ice cubes. I'm like, I'm sure that'll come in handy. And like one game, yeah, ever. Mario party, super Mario party. That was it. <laughs> right? Like maybe, and the, but the idea of the joy cons being these super versatile kind of motion controls. Sure. There's a lot there they could do really um so we mentioned kind of you know other ddr games here that we've played throughout this whole talk summerfault already had a question for you if you would play ddr would you rather do it in the arcade or at home so basically in public or private uh yummy yeah this is an easy one to answer definitely in private um, <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i get into this stuff like even like when i played guitar hero and rock i still do play guitar hero and rock band nowadays but you, you get, i mean i get into it you know but i don't want someone watching me you know get into it you know like i don't need someone watching me jumping up and down on a on a ddr pad and even though people at the arcades look cool doing it i know for a fact and you can quote me on this i will not look cool playing ddr in public okay <laughs> <laughs> what about you math man yeah you definitely don't need to see a 40 plus white guy dancing in public. That's one of the last <laughs> things that anybody wants to see. So yeah, I'll keep my, my dance moves private. I mean, they're <laughs> not Elaine Bennis bad, but sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing with my hands. I'm thinking if someone were to watch me as I'm trying to maintain balance, and not fall over, it just looks weird. <laughs> that is, that is great. No, it's great. I I've seen, I've seen many people dancing in arcades that probably shouldn't have been dancing in arcades. It's just, it's a scene, you know, uh, <laughs> it, was it a, creates a scene. There was a, you know, in the mall around here, there was a, like a, a tea shop. And for whatever reason, they had a monitor and a DDR pad set up. I think it was connected to like a, a PlayStation three or PS two. And so people would go and get their tea and you would see these young kids. And I know they were young cause I know what I am. And they were just killing it on the super hard level, feet moving like lightning. I'm like, I, I can't compete with that. They, like you said, <laughs> they make it look cool. I would yeah. just end up flailing and falling down and someone would have to ask, excuse me, sir, are you okay? <laughs> an, amb- an ambulance is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I was really wondering, like in the history of DDR and the arcades, how many people have been injured on those hard metal platforms falling off? Even like, I mean, there's those rails, but I remember the first time I saw the rails because I'd been playing so many machines without them. I was like, oh, they added rails. So like there was a point in time, at least where I was, where there were no rails. You just had to balance while you're throwing your feet around. Um, so to answer this question for myself, I spent a lot of time in arcades, uh, growing up, um, even on into, uh, my twenties and, uh, definitely spent time playing DDR, uh, in public and in private, probably because I'm an attention whore. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, like it's, it's fine. Like, Oh, look at me. And like when I was half the man I used to be, uh, or half the man I am now, that is, uh, I would, I'd be able to dance pretty good on these machines at home and in public. So I actually have a short story that I remembered to tell. Um, I was at, uh, a theater and, uh, we're waiting for a movie and I, you know, there's an arcade there. And so we go and check it out and, um, I, I jump on the DDR game. Whoever I was with didn't want to to dance. So they just, they're standing by and watch. Uh, and I'm playing and playing and it's fun and all that, building up a short sweat. And then this guy appears um, in baggy black cargo pants with a chain hanging out, uh, a wife beater. And uh, he hops on, he challenges me, right? He puts his token in as, oh, here comes the new challenger. And uh, I was like, hey, select a song, whatever. Um, so he picks a song without talking. And then we start we start dancing off. Right. And in the middle of the song, he stops kind of dancing normally. And he raises one arm and puts it puts his fingers down, pointing at the top of his head. And then he puts his other hand on his chest, fingers splayed out. And he starts pirouetting. On top of the the dance machine itself, missing almost like all of his all of his uh, his things. And I'm starting to get weirded out here because he's like he's going full on ballerina on this thing. It, it didn't have the rails or anything like that. So he's he's going for it. And so we end the song. And of course, I beat him because he's not he's not <laughs> even looking at the screen. And he just kind of like nods at the screen and like walks away. And uh, that was one of the weirdest experiences I've had with any stranger at an arcade. And it's all thanks to to, uh, to DDR. So do you remember if it was um, a pretty close contest before he did that? Or? No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, again, it might just be, you know, that I'm, I'm so full on myself, but I don't think he was going to beat me normally anyway. Um, and he probably knew that, which is why he just started acting stupid. So. I don't know if you guys have ever come across these like knockoff DDR arcade machines. And these are the only ones I've been able to find in public. And instead of having up, down, left and right, they're all diagonal yeah, arrows. I hate that. I like, hate those. How do you, I'm not, I'm not going to play this. I, I'm thankful that it's at a place like Chuck E. Cheese where I got tokens, but I'm, I, I can't, I'm not going to follow that. I'm out. Yeah, that's that's a weird. Yeah, yeah. The the it just seems unnatural to move diagonally in the in those types of ways. And I also think they have like a spot in the middle too that they want you to stand. Yep, yep, yep. 
Um, those I can't, I really cannot remember. I think it was called main event. Um, yep. They still have that. Okay. I think those, I think. that was the brand that had the diagonal arrows and seriously, like, cause I would play so much DDR at home. Whenever I saw one of those, like I would really try to get into it, but I just couldn't do the diagonal arrows plus the middle, like screw those guys. That's, that's, a, jerk, <laughs> that's a jerk move. Total jerk move. Uh, other rhythm games that you played though, um, I, I are you guys just into like DDR or like do you consider yourself fairly rhythmic people? Like, have you played other rhythm games? I'll start with you, Math Man. Yeah, if you were to look at me, you would not think that I have any rhythm. <laughs> you think that I'd be the person in church that if there's a song that there's clapping, I can clap or I can sing, but I can't do both. But I'm actually pretty good at keeping rhythm. So yeah, I do like rhythm games. Uh, I can't remember what my first one was, but I like the DDR games. Uh, one of my favorite uh, rhythm games, and I mentioned this to you uh, in you know with messaging, is Elite Beat Agents on the DS. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess, the games that came before that that were uh, Japanese only, uh, the Oendon. Uh, those, are, those are so fantastic. So if you don't know about those games, you are part of a group of people and you solve people's problems by by dancing, by playing along with music. And it could be something as simple as um, helping a, a dog get back to its owner or helping a, a miner strike it rich or helping these girls who've been stranded on an island get back to civilization. Or it could be providing peace and comfort to uh, a mom who has lost her husband and the child is sad. And they just do it through you know, through the song and you're tapping things on the bottom of the screen, you are, you know, drawing things in motion. So you're just trying to follow along and it's got, I think they usually have four levels of difficulty and that fourth level will just, it'll chew you up because the places where you have to tap get smaller and things go a lot faster. Uh, But here lately I've been playing a game called Ragnarok uh, using my son's uh, VR and, you know, that's, you know, you're pounding on drums, you have four drums in front of you, and you are using that to motivate the Vikings on your longship to uh, row faster. And mm. the music selection in that is a bunch of what you would call pirate metal or Viking metal songs. You're it talking is, my language now, man. <laughs> yeah, that is, I, I don't think I've heard of this one. That is interesting. So it's Ragnarok, spelled like Ragnarok, but R-O-C-K at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what you might want to do is even go to Spotify and look up, you know, the, the playlist for that. Uh, again, some of the songs are, are just, some songs are just funny. Some are just instrumental and it has a very strong either pirate theme or Norse Viking theme to it. Uh, super fun songs. And, you know, playing that, you're not moving your legs. You're just like drumming on these four drums in front of you as these runes are coming towards you, much like you would have in say guitar hero. And on the low setting, it's super easy on the higher settings. You're just going all over the place and it feels so good. And so satisfying and you're sweating and like, this is my exercise. I'm going to take that. That's awesome. I mean, I really appreciate that. There's, you know, there's people still interested in playing rhythm games. Cause it, it does seem aside from like things like beat saber and stuff like that. It does seem like it's kind of a genre that's not, wholly embrace, I guess, outside of like party scenes and stuff like that. 
But uh, what about you, Yemi? Other favorite rhythm games? Yeah, I, I love obscure and weird games, and the rhythm games kind of fit that mold for me now, especially nowadays because you know you pull out a DJ Hero, you know, one of those DJ Hero controllers, and people go, "What the heck is that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I used to play that when I was a, you know younger. Uh, obviously, a lot of Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Um, I platinumed both Guitar Hero Live and Rock Band Four when they came out. Um, so that kind of tells you how you know uh, how much I love these games because I wouldn't do that for any other of these Guitar Hero games. Um, I still play a lot of Clone Hero, which is the fan made uh, Guitar Hero kind of like pseudo guitar hero kind of game and mm-hmm. people can make their own tracks off of any song. And as of right now, it hasn't been snuffed out and, and destroyed. So, you know, download as many songs as you can right now and, and play them because there's a lot of really ob- obscure songs that you play. Things from bands that you never thought would ever get a chart are on there. And it's just so cool Ooh. to be able to plug in a, a guitar hero controller to your computer or use the Bluetooth and just start playing. And it everything just, it works so well. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna need you to back up on that a little bit. I need sure. to take some notes. You said this is called Clone Hero. Yeah, it's Clone Hero. It used the same engine as Guitar Hero Five, and essentially what you do is you there's like this whole forum that you can go to with links to playlists that you can download for each Guitar Hero game and Rock Band game, um, and there's also custom made songs from anyone who wants to make a custom song. And what you do is you you load those songs as a zip file onto your computer. And then you unzip them into the Guitar Hero, or I'm sorry, the Clone Hero folder, and it will load into your game and you can play them. So, like, I play a bunch of Dance Gavin Dance songs on there, A Day to Remember, stuff like that. Stuff that you didn't see in the regular Guitar Hero games because they were a little bit too obscure at the time. Now, Mm. so the only guitar that I have is, actually, no, uh, I've got one for the 360. Do you think that would work or is that too old? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, if it has a USB connection, that's going to be the easiest. Uh, there are ways to Bluetooth connect those guitars to your computer too. And actually, you may they have also just make made my day, sir. They also make a <laughs> dongle for the Wii version of the Guitar Hero controllers. You can actually buy online. I don't know how good it is because I've never used it, but there's been a few people who recommended uh, just you know YouTubers I watch like a Sai. Um, they have the the Bluetooth adapter for the Wii guitar version, and um, it, it seems to work pretty well for them. Nice. Thank you. This, I'm very excited now. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, other other rhythm games that I played. I mean, I like I said, I play everything. You know, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. I have two bongos ready to go for the next time I want to you know play a rhythm game on stream. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's all these like ones that you play with your controller now. Like there's one called Beats Per Minute, which is like a Doom clone except you kill to the beat. Um, there's a new game coming out that I played at PAX East this past uh, month it's called rhythm sprout and it's kind of like rock band blitz in a way where you use only like two buttons to hit notes but you you know you, you it's just kind of like a you know you you watch the note come down you press the right you know the right button at the right time and it's, it's it was really fun and so you know I'm, I'm glad to see that these rhythm games are still around even even if they are a little bit more basic i just love playing games that require music because i've always been a huge music fan almost as long as I've been a video game fan. So, you know, having those two things meshed together so well in a game like Rock Band Blitz or like Rhythm Sprout or like Beats Per Minute or like et cetera, et cetera. It just warms my heart because, you know, there's still a group of people who are making these games and I'm one of those people who is going to be buying them day one to to master them, you know? <laughs> yeah, there are definitely, definitely new ones. Um, one of the newer ones that popped in my head 
was uh was thumper yeah um, yeah i believe they were calling it like a rhythm <laughs> violence game <laughs> like well, a lot of things. people refer to it as a rhythm souls game you know <laughs> yeah uh I, I really enjoyed that one um not an experience that i want to be in like constantly kind of like a really like like horrifying experience but uh definitely a, a very interesting game uh i also enjoy when they include rhythm mechanics in non-rhythm genre games and i'm really thinking of rayman legends here mm-hmm. oh, there was that my uh, word. castle rock level right with uh the black, black betty, betty. Mm-hmm. yeah yes. cover the first time that i encountered that level I, I like goosebumps, yeah. huge smile on my face. It was it was perfect. It was one of those where you just run, jump, right that and you you jump at just the right time and it's it's perfect. It's it's so fine-tuned. Really enjoy stuff like that. Um, but maybe my favorite rhythm game of all time is the PS2 release of Tycho Drum Master. Um it has a really small selection of songs which is one of my least favorite things in general about rhythm games is when the there's just not a a big selection of songs so you blow through them and you're like "Eh, all right i'm done i can't keep playing like the same song 10 times in a row but it's got like bizarre choices it has like toxic from britney spears like (laughs) the jimmy neutron theme song and the theme song from dragon ball z the william tell overture but it's it's just super endearing it's super what do the children say these days kawaii um and you get a ps2 controller um if you bought the bundle that is a taiko drum that you just beat the snot out of uh with these two taiko uh sticks so it's just it's a percussion simulator and it's it's such a delightful game but um they recently put out a taiko drum master game on switch and I was like, cool, I love Taiko Drum Master. But then I was like, but there's no drum to beat the crap out of. So, so what's the I point? I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's part of the experience. You know, it's I just, think you can import that from Japan, if I'm not mistaken. For the Switch? Yep. Oh, okay. I actually just, did not know that. I was yeah. listening to, uh, there's a podcast I listened to. And this one guy imports a lot of things from Japan. And he really likes that that game. So I think it's, you know, Taiko no Tatsujin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was available on Game Pass. I'm not sure if it still is. Um, but anyway, this podcaster imported a set of drums so he could play it on, I think he played on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Looking at it now. Yeah, there's a Switch bundle. I am going to have to do that because, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, like it is one of those things like percussion. I'm like my wife. My wife's a drummer. Um, I'm more of like piano is still kind of percussion technically but i'm more on the like softer the piano side of things um but like having something physically in front of you that you can just lay into with these plastic sticks feels so good uh uniquely in a way that i think just using like a regular controller again like what i was saying earlier on the show just punching like the buttons on a ddr game didn't really do it for me so um but yeah all that to say great mentions you guys there's a lot of cool rhythm games um i kind of wanted to tidy this up by just asking what would you say to folk who dislike rhythm games to get them to try them because i feel like it's one of those things where people think i'm not musically inclined i can't keep a beat and then they just dismiss the whole genre or they'll you know they'll dismiss some games that include a bit of rhythm kind of action in it 
uh, ABXY Reviews said they should make a DDR for people like me. They can call it Don't Dance Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thoughts on what would you say to somebody who kind of dismisses rhythm games? Uh, Yemi? I, 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 the first thing that I, I would recommend them a game, and that would be Fuser which came from Harmonix before they were bought by the Epic Game Store, whatever they're called. Um, and essentially, this is a game where you don't really need to be rhythm rhythmically good. You don't need to be, you know, you don't have to have good tone. You don't have to do anything. It's pretty much a game where you take, you have four tracks in front of you, and you have a bunch of songs that you can choose the four tracks from. So you can you can combine a song like, you know, you can you can combine the singing from Old Town Road with the drum track from uh, a Billy Eilish song with the, you know, uh, the, the violins from call me maybe and the drum track from, you know, uh, uh, oh, what's, it, it doesn't matter. The drum track from any song that you can think of from that list. And as long as you drop them on the beat and it actually even shows you where you want to drop them. I think that's a good way to kind of start and get and know when, like, you know, in a, in a basic four, four to know when the first, beat is so it's a good way to kind of get you into those these types of games because you don't have to really know exactly what you're doing all you got to do is watch that metronome go along the screen and it shows you exactly where you want to drop your discs and you know stuff like that so i think that's a good game to start with you know fuser um it can kind of get someone into it and if they still don't want to play it uh you know a game like this or they want don't want to invest the money I don't I, I'm not really sure what I could personally say because I'm more of like a, you know, show don't tell kind of guy. You know, I like to be like, well, if you don't like rhythm games, here, here's a game that might interest you to get you into that genre. Mm, the game kind of speaks for itself sort of thing there. Uh, thoughts on that, Ryan? Well, at first, I would I would think that if you don't like rhythm games, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to convince you otherwise. I think the best thing that I could do is to find a genre that you do enjoy and then find a game, kind of like what you were talking about a little bit ago, finding a game that has rhythm elements to it. So you mentioned Rayman Legends, one of my all-time favorite games, especially, you know, like the Castle Rock. And mm-hmm. But there's one for each of the five main worlds. There's a rhythm-based level, which incorporates platforming with the music. So you've got to do it you have to do the actions at just the right time so that you can successfully complete that level. Or uh, I had this thought of, you know, my game of the year from last year was Yakuza Like a Dragon. You know, a classic JRPG, which kind of ties into this question. Yemi, you said that you have a hard time or you don't like JRPGs. Yakuza Like a Dragon might be one that you could probably, that you might get into because it doesn't have all these like anime tropes to it. It doesn't have, you know, the waifus and all this other stuff. Um, It's essentially a bunch of 40 year olds running through the streets of, you know, a town in Japan, you know, solving this, this mystery of, you know, what's going on and who the bad guy is and, you know, beating down the bad guys and, you know, exploring and all this other stuff. But there are certain parts of it where there's a rhythm based part, but that it's really optional, but it's in the karaoke section. So you go to your bar, which is your, your main hub for all your activities and you can go and pay a fee to play karaoke. And each of the main characters in the game has their own particular song. And so they're up there and they're singing along to it. And it's your job to, you know, press the face buttons to match up with the, 
whatever the notes are. So I think if you can find, you know, like like I said, a genre that someone likes that has these rhythm elements, that might be a way of saying, hey, if you like that, there are a lot more rhythm games out there that you may enjoy as well. Hmm. Sort of like a gateway into that. Um, I guess my approach might be, uh, my wife always jokes. There's that line. I can, what was the, that movie? Uh, was it Tommy Boy? Like selling a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Um, it might have been that movie. Yeah, that's it. Uh, my wife is always like, uh, you know, you don't want to control people, but like you're really good at convincing them to do things that you want them to do. I'm like, I guess so. Like that's just a, a skill, but that I have somehow. Um, and. I'm always trying to kind of convince people to do stuff, I guess. But for me, I, I, w- I really want to get behind like the, the thought process of like, I can't play rhythm games. Cause I know people will kind of tell themselves things they can't do. And then that becomes habit. And then that becomes belief. And then once you believe you can't do something, it's hard to do that thing. Um, but I think that, like like you were mentioning, Ryan, it's absolutely true that there are rhythm things in other games um, and you can kind of, you know, smuggle that in there and you kind of experience that within the context of other genres um, as well as don't think of it as rhythm. Think of it as timing. Timing is everywhere in video games. Timing has been a part of video game design since the dawn of video games. Whether you're playing a platformer a shooter or anything else pretty much there's, I mean, cooldowns. There's so many things that are time-based music and rhythm is essentially just timing. And if you think of it in those terms, maybe you're somebody who is listening who are like, Oh, I can't play music games. You can play timing games. I'm sure because you're already playing timing based games. So maybe think of it like that when you check it out, maybe you can't feel the music. Maybe you're tone deaf, like, was it Bowser? Bowser yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe you can't carry a note. Maybe you can't sing. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, because you're musically disinclined that you're timing disinclined. Um, okay. So yeah, just try and think your way out of that hole. If you can, if you want to, again, if you don't want to, and there's no reason for us to convince you otherwise anyway. Uh, Maybe we do the have kind a of person who turns the music setting all the way down on the game. So they don't have to listen to music. So they don't have to be bothered by it. There. Uh, sure. And then you can just literally just follow just like the visual cues. It's, it's totally something that could be done um, here. As we wrap up my friends, uh, there's a couple final comments and questions and audience members. Also, my friends, if you would like to ask a question, share a comment, to get a mention on the show, then keep an eye out on my Twitter at the Well Read Mage, where I announce the topics for each Mage Cast episode in advance. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Crystallis, uh, aka the God Slayer. Very much looking forward to discussing that game, one of my favorite games on the NES. Uh, so look forward to that. That's be coming out in a week, and I'll be casting out the net for comments and questions on that. Uh, a few final uh, bits of input here from from our audience friends from Wesley Shantz. So there's this poetry book by a pretty major writer called Dance Dance Revolution. And he shared a link. 
said, I don't know quite how you could work that in other than as a way of indicating how culturally impactful DDR has been. There are ideas of race and nationality embedded there too, perhaps. So I checked this link out. Um, it is, uh, it is, it is some interesting stuff, and it is poetry. It is a, a book, um, and it's called "Dance, Dance Revolution." It's some kind of dystopian story of some sort. Uh, it is interesting to me that you know, some people will be like, "Oh, these are just digital games," but as part of the the uh, the texture of art that humanity surrounds itself with it's almost impossible perhaps to correlate video games and and art really and here's just one example uh i also put out to folks um question about new ddr mixes so you know we've talked about what how could they bring back ddr games but if they brought back ddr games what would be an established IP that you would like to see them do a mix for? Like a Mario mix. Mistraker had a great answer. He said Mortal Kombat DDR Fatality Mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Yemi, what do you think? Like an established IP mix for a DDR game? I I, uh, I put it out there. I think a Crash Bandicoot one would be pretty fun. Just because his songs are already so flowing and fun. And then you could also have the the box breaking mechanic along with that, and then collecting Wumpa fruit. You know, I, I think that go. Crash has great songs for that. <laughs> that would be excellent. He's my favorite uh, what marsupial. About you? <laughs> oh, do we have favorite marsupials? I didn't write that down. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Favorite, not favorite marsupial. <laughs> Shoot, I was about to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> established IP getting a DDR mix in your dream world. In my dream world, the first one that came to mind is Cuphead. Oh, just you combine the visuals and the music. I, I mean, Cuphead is, is one of my favorite games. I, I, I said that several times during this episode, but I, I can't get enough of Cuphead. You know, after listening to you do that on a previous Magecast, I have to go back and play it. I got to listen to the music again. Uh, but then I started thinking like, what else? And one of the first games that came to my mind was the messenger. But then I thought some of those songs might be a little bit too similar in that soundtrack. But then what if you had it as an indies DDR, you take some music from mm. classic indies games and you would turn that into a DDR game. I'd be all over that. I would be all over that as well. Uh, that'd be, that would be pretty great. Uh, for myself, I had to stay on brand. Final Fantasy mix. Uh, there's certainly a huge amount of music that they can draw from for something like that. Uh, I don't think that's something that Square Enix would do foreseeably, but Square Enix has done weirder things, that's for sure. Don't they already have a rhythm game? They have Theater Rhythm, which is a stylus tapping game, which to me is kind of lame <laughs> a little bit, to be honest, tapping a stylus on a, on a tiny screen. Isn't, uh, isn't really what I think of doing when I hear music, like I think of dancing, you know, or I think of beating the snot out of a drum. Um, but I don't know about tapping on a screen. And so theater rhythm exists, but dance dance revolution, final fantasy mix square. If you're listening, please, please. Final final question here. This is from the Kais, who said, I actually love DDR, though I didn't know there was a Mario-themed game. 
right before college graduation, my roommate won a competition in his computer science class where the prize was an Xbox with DDR. I ended up being the best at the game in the apartment. I guess I'm okay at rhythm games. So he gave the game to me. Sadly, I was never in a situation to be able to play it much after that. Did either of you have any tricks for playing DDR in an apartment without driving your downstairs neighbors crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Short answer, no. Even to this day, uh, my dog got very scared while I was playing DDR for that birthday stream uh, because uh, he was downstairs uh, while I was upstairs playing it in my computer room. (laughs) (laughs) Math man, any tips and tricks for minimizing downstairs yeah noise. so i have been living on a in, a in a first floor apartment or a house for over 20 years so that's how you do it now when i was growing up you know we had a basement and when we were playing the nes we had the power pad there was no way to play that power pad without frustrating anybody who was in the basement at the time <laughs> so I, I think you need to uh look for to move to a ground floor apartment. That that's my suggestion. If you want to be able to play that without disturbing your neighbors, <laughs> move just for DDR. It like is how hard could it be? How hard could it be? I was like thinking, I was like, could you put towels under it? Could you put like uh, like a mattress under it? Could you? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Oh, a mattress way. would cause you more issues than it would solve. Yeah, I I imagine so. Try the towels, guys. Try the towels. Let me know how that goes. I don't know. (laughs) Sound dampening. What if you got, you know how they how they do it, like Guitar Center or like in like a podcast studio where they have like the sound dampening foam on the walls? Like maybe line your floor with that and then dance. Well, I think what you need to do is you need to do a combination of the the eggshell foam stuff and then you need to get a piece of plywood so that you have something that is firm and rigid for the dance pad so that it's not all weird. Like I've got a, a rug in my front room where I play and I've got to roll that up so that I can just be on normal, like the normal carpet. So you do the eggshell, uh, the foam, you do the plywood and then maybe put some towels on top of that so that it's, or like even a piece of a cut up piece of uh, carpet in between the plywood and your dance pad. And so that should allow you to dance without being on an uneven weird surface and it should be able to absorb any of the vibrations and the the loud pounding that your stepping would do nice so Uh, kai's uh try it and let us know how it goes i I just thought of an idea um go to your local five dollar store around here it's called five below buy uh four copies of battleborn for five dollars each put one (laughs) under each of your arrows boom there you go done (laughs) <laughs> how could that not work <laughs> uh gentlemen uh it was great chatting with you i never thought i would live to see the day where we could talk for almost two hours on dance dance revolution mario mix of all things we but make literally things happen here yeah it happens it happens i Dreams mean like come true there is no game i think oh there's some games that i will not talk about on this show uh, I love I love variety. That's cool. Um, but I love that like people will respond. Like I was honestly like worried. I was like, has anybody played this game enough to submit any comments or questions? And people did. Like they showed up. They asked whether they'd played the game or not. So I'm really grateful 
uh, to our listeners to do for doing that. I'm really grateful for Yemi and Ryan coming out here. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure. Thanks thank for, for having, us. having us on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yemi, go ahead and uh, let our listeners know where they can find you. And then Ryan will hit you up after that. So uh, pretty much any social media is going to be at Yemi the Ferret. I like to be consistent with that stuff. Twitch.tv slash Yemi the Ferret. Um, I usually stream on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I'm a very much a variety streamer. I don't care about algorithms and, you know, you should play Fortnite because that's the popular thing. Like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I, right? like I said before, I'm playing Thousand Year Door right now, which I'll switch out for Ratchet Deadlocked on the PS2. And I'm also playing God of War tw- from 2018 uh, in the mix there, too. So I'm very much a variety streamer. If you want to just come and chill, that's that's cool. And as you know, I, I, I do three podcasts. Uh, my video game podcast is called Ferret64. Uh, where I just talk about video game news and the games I've been playing recently and give my hot takes on them. Uh, and uh, my other podcasts I actually do with three other people, including Callus, who's a friend of the show. And uh, it's called Film Freaks, and there's a Z at the end because we're a little bit edgy. <laughs> uh, but we just <laughs> we talk about a single movie, kind of like this format where we talk about a movie for the entire episode and you know wherever the conversation goes, it goes. And then I have my After Dark podcast called Fubar Ferret, where I just talk about pretty much anything. You know, the one, the last episode I did, uh, I did a taste test of the fish of filet after not having one for over 10 years. Um, and I also talked about my experience at PAX with my friend, the retro fellow. So it was pretty much just everything for my life. So that's my stuff. You can find me anywhere. That's good to be found at mathman one zero two four, uh, YouTube. Well, I got Twitch, but I don't ever stream on Twitch, uh, but especially at Twitter. So if you find me on YouTube, it's going to be a bunch of math videos because, again, I'm a math professor. And so videos I've made for my students, you can find me on the podcast I do. I'm with the Backlog Busters. You can find them at Backlog underscore Busters. And then there's a podcast I do with my son called Are You Winning Son? And you can find me on the Twitter at Are You Winning Pod. That's uh, yeah, like Y-A, because, again, kind of like Yemi, uh, we're edgy. <laughs> so on, on that podcast it's just me and him talking about the games we've been playing we go on a lot of tangents you realize how old i am how young he is and how there are a lot of things from the 80s he just doesn't understand and every even numbered episode we bring on guests with their own offspring and talk about the games they've been playing so just started up this year and we're having a lot of fun with it epic Oh man, I gotta be edgy too. I should change Mage Cast and change the C into a K. Yeah, that'll like, do. Mage Cast. Yeah, it sounds the- like these people are gonna be, you know, fighting to the death in some kind of, I don't know, Mortal Combat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I could change the S into a Z or something too. Mage Cast. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be great. We go full on Mad Max Fury Road over here, guys. Thanks again. It was great chatting with you. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, here's what you could do next. Try browsing our library and check out another episode. You may spot one of your favorite games. You could leave a review or rating on your app of choice, which would really help out the show. And you could also visit Patreon if you want to financially support my multi-concept work across the internet. Finally, how about joining our Discord community? There's links for you in the description. This episode may be over, but the legend will live on. Passed down by the dwarves, the elves, and the dragons.